Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Yeah. Sometimes we laugh and sometimes we cry, but I guess you know now. Baby. Now back to the Gabe Coon Show, Baby. live from the Service Master we by Cornerstone Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Mike Griffith is a contributor of the SEC Network. Also, he writes for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, Dog Nation, covers SEC, Georgia, the whole nine yards. He's on X at Mike Griffith 32 Mike, how's it going? Going well, man. How's it going, Gabe? Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm I'm ready for a little bit of ball tonight. What uh, Utah, Florida, a little bit yeah. in Salt Lake. That should be fun. Yeah, I really don't know what to expect. That's right. a, that's a coin toss game. So many intangibles, new players, transfers in for the Gators, new quarterback, uh, Utah quarterback situation kind of gums things up a little bit. You know, playing at altitude uh, out there in Salt Lake. Uh, you know, really, uh, really intriguing uh, opening matchup for both these teams. I, I've got to say, I feel like this is one of those games, especially considering Cam Rising likely not going to play. He's doubtful. Um, Bryson Barnes likely getting the start. It feels like this is going to be an ugly one, doesn't it? I don't know. I, I really don't know what to expect. Um, you know, last year's game in Gainesville, uh, was that ugly or entertaining? I, you know, you could make the case it was both, right? <laughs> right. I mean, um, opening games can kind of be like that. Um, it's a really intriguing matchup. I mean, who puts Florida and Utah together? I mean, I don't even know who does that in NCAA football, the video game, right? I mean, it's just really <laughs> right. like you just don't put those states together. So it's interesting. Um, you know, I'm guessing it'll be as – close as last year's game but then again you know maybe not it's that's why i said this is really um going for games you turn in you just don't know what's going to happen um what should what should though like when we look at uh billy napier and this florida team what should the expectations be i know what florida fans always think should be on the table um but graham mertz at quarterback we know that running game's decent uh, defense is sort of wait-and-see mode right this second. But wh- what should the expectations be for Billy Napier at this point? It'll be well-coached, that they, that they won't beat themselves. That this is going to be a, you know, a, a disciplined team, not a high-penalty di- high team, a team that can you know, have some balance on offense and, and be sound fundamentally on defense. I mean, that, those are the controllables, right? I mean, it takes time to, to build your talent. And, you know, you can say there's some limitations, you know, with the NIL pool, although I don't think Florida's going broke anytime. <laughs> right. But, you know, this, this, should, this should be a better product on the field than it was a year ago. 
Yeah, there's a lot of people not doing necessarily the hot seat thing, but they feel like if it goes bad for Billy Napier this year, you know, six wins, seven wins, the the hot seat, uh, you know, the heat on that seat could turn up. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I know he's got a whatever $31 million buyout and everybody's saying the right things. It's easy to say that right now, but if you're in the midst of a four or five game losing streak and you miss postseason again, I mean, um, you know, it, it, and the team doesn't appear to be progressing. I mean, is there somebody with deep enough pockets to pay that $31 million? Right. And, um, You know, you just, you just wonder. I mean, Florida's a program that's gotten used to winning. And, you know, we've seen, you know, Steve Spurrier and Urban Meyer lead that program to championships. Uh, and I think there's an expectation there that that's a team that should compete. Yeah. Now, speaking of uh, speaking of Urban Meyer, did you get to catch Swamp Kings? By the way, the Untold on on, I, I on got Netflix. To, I got to I got to see I got to see some of it. I didn't right. I didn't you know admittedly I didn't I, I didn't watch it close. You know I, I thought it was entertaining just because you know I, I I appreciated you know the Tebow highlights. You know Tim Tebow was a guy that I feel like captivated a lot of us. Um, you know depending you know everybody's got their opinions on on Tim and and that Florida team, but I I like personally I like what Tim Tebow stands for and. I think he's a pretty genuine guy, you know, having run across him a few times um, and gotten to know him a little bit through the SEC Network stuff. I I think he's very genuine, and, and there's not many people like him on the planet. And it, now it's intriguing because there was a lot of other things about that Florida team that, that you know, that weren't so angelic. Right. As, as we know. So, that you know, the whole thing was kind of like, you know, a mixed bag, like, Man, you really like this Tebow guy, but there's a couple other guys on that team. You're like, yeah, I don't think yeah. I want my daughter dating him. <laughs> it felt like they left out a few uh, details too. I don't know how much you watched, but it felt like you know the 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 gruesome stuff was sort of left out ultimately. Well, it was, and yeah. and and you know what? You know what, Gabe? This is kind of the way of the world. I mean, that kind of happened last year with Stetson Bennett at Georgia. Right. And everybody's like, oh, he was a Heisman Trophy finalist. I said, I don't know anybody would have voted for him after that Missouri game <laughs> or the Kentucky game or the or the the Samford game. I mean, listen, when Stetson Bennett was on, he was fantastic. You know, when and when he was good, nobody was beating Georgia. But the fact of the matter was there was a few games when he wasn't on, and they darn near lost. They were down yep. 10 at Missouri in the fourth quarter. They were down double digits to Ohio State. Um, you know, he was he was a little erratic at times. Now, when he was, but again, when he was on, they were fantastic against Tennessee, fantastic against Oregon, fantastic against Michigan, against TCU. Yep. I mean, but then there were other times when you, you know, and you're seeing that in the NFL now, right? So mm-hmm. now Stetson's kind of having those fantastic plays, but it, in the in the NFL, you know, you don't have that, you know, legacy defense on the other side to shut these guys out for three quarters or to get you the ball back two or three times in one quarter if you go three and out or turn it over. So. Um, you know, the whole key is really consistency. But getting back to my point with, with what do we call it, sports washing or whitewashing? Yeah. You know, every TV wants to, and I understand this. Listen, I get it. I understand programming, and I understand, you know, America needs heroes, and, you know, we all want something and somebody to root for. Um, but, you know, there's like two versions of the Stetson Bennett story. You know, you got your, your Walt Disney version, and then you got kind of the R-rated version. And, you know, like – and I tell people, you know, the R-rated version is a better story. It's more fascinating that he didn't graduate in six years. It's more fascinating, you know, that he had these, you know, low games and, you know, Kirby called him a bonehead. And yet he still <laughs> prevailed. And yet right. he still was a Heisman Trophy finalist. And, you know, in, in December he's wearing a varsity letter jacket at 25 years old in, in downtown Manhattan looking like a high school kid. 
And then in July, he's got, you know, the mustache going behind the podium in L.A., and he looks like he's ready to, you know, hit Hollywood movie theater <laughs> as your, you know, private investigator, Stetson Bennett, P.I. Like, it's, he's such a fascinating individual. And, and, and I think all of us root for Stetson a little bit because you look at him and he's 5'10 and 190, and you go, this, is, this guy's my size. Right. That's not supposed to happen. So we all, you know, and he was a walk-on, and, and nobody believed in him. And so you love that idea that somebody, quote-unquote, normal and, you know, could, could you know, compete. Um, just like, you know, the old guys liked Brady. Ah, oh, you know, I love Tom Brady. Well, you love him because you're in your 40s and 50s, and you like the idea that there's an old guy that can still compete with the, with the youngsters. So Stetson captured us in many ways, uh, but he was still human. Yep. He still made mistakes. He still had bad games. And to me, I hope that when the time comes to tell his story, I hope they tell all of the right. story because it makes it more impressive what he's accomplished, not less impressive. Yeah, we, we talk about sort of Kirby at times throughout his career was talking about trying to replace him. He just couldn't ultimately. But we don't tell the story about Samford and Mizzou. We tell the story about this is one of the best big game quarterbacks we've seen at Georgia. Right? That's ultimately what the story is told. This is a two-time national yeah, yeah, champion we quarterback. We, we don't tell the yeah, we, we don't tell the story of the first three quarters of the national championship game against Alabama. We tell the story about the fourth quarter. Well, yep. the first three quarters, he stunk, and somehow that defense held Bryce Young to one touchdown, which came with Stetson fumbled inside the 25. Yep. That was what won the game, is that you had a defense that, you know, just, what, a month earlier, Bryce lit him up for 41. That was the story to me. But, well, he won the MVP. Well, you know what? Who voted on it? Nobody. You know, man, it's the TV people. Big right. shocker there. And 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 not, and not saying that maybe maybe he deserved it. I'd be hard pressed. You know, maybe James Cook with his run, maybe Jalen Carter with Black. But my my point is is that the narratives and fans and fans know this, right? People on Twitter, people on Facebook, people listen to your show, Gabe. They sit back and go, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that. I know that. But you know what? Some didn't. Yeah. I was talking to one of my buddies that covered Florida last night, and we got on this uh, Swamp Things or Swamp Kings. We got on that you know that series, and he was like. They missed the whole point of this thing. They missed this. They missed right. this. They missed this. I said it wasn't an accident. Yep. They wanted to give you that is the version of the story that they wanted to market. And and to me that's Gabe, that's dangerous. But you know what? Is it really any different than when we were kids and and I'm, I, and we would watch the highlights and we'd watch Jordan. Jordan mm-hmm. for three. Jordan on. Yep. We didn't see the ten shots that he missed. Yep. We just saw the ten that he made. Right. Yep. It's exactly what it is. And I and honestly speaking of Jordan, I think that uh the last dance had its own sort of propaganda ish uh, feel oh, yeah. to it in itself. But that that's neither here nor there. I curious. We talked about Stetson Bennett a whole lot there. We have Carson Beck stepping in. We know that like you know, when we talk about a, a quarterback that should be starting in a place like Georgia, Carson Beck fits that narrative. Six five, two twenty, former four slash five star recruit. It's different than Stetson Bennett, obviously. Stetson Bennett had some experience in that in that system. But how do you expect Carson Beck to be in year one? Well, I don't know. I mean, here's the thing. Carson had the chance to win the job in twenty twenty one and he didn't get it done that week and so it was Stetson Bennett. And um, you know, he had the chance to win the job in spring and, you know, he didn't win it and then over the summer and didn't win it and you know, Kirby finally named him a starter and said he got the job because of experience, but he's gonna keep giving the other two guys number one reps. Right. And practice. So it's kinda like, Well, it's Carson back for now. And you know what, Gabe, he could go undefeated and to your point, this guy's got 
Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Oh, uh, this guy's got an NFL arm. You're going to yep. see a quarterback now. When this guy, you know, and listen, Stetson got much better, by the way, between 2021, because people told me, oh, you know, how does it feel? You were so wrong about Stetson in 2020. I said, no, I wasn't. He's, he's, a, he's a different guy in 2022 than 20. Look how much better he's gotten. Look at the mid-level throws. Look at the pocket presence. Look at the way, you know, Stetson gets through his progressions. The guy got better. 2021, you were hanging on for dear life. 2022, this guy was, you know, he could really get you. Didn't mean he didn't make bad decisions now and then. But but Carson Beck is a guy we don't really know. What is he going to do under fire? Where is the decision making? So here's your little, here's your little insight moment. So in the spring, in the first scrimmage, Carson threw three touchdown passes and they threw three picks in the same yep. in the same scrimmage. And one week later, Kirby Smart says. You know, we got to have a quarterback that can't go full metal jacket, which what a hell of a reference that was. You can't have a guy go full metal jacket when something goes wrong. Well, he didn't say it was Carson Beck, but he was the one with three picks. So <laughs> so here's the deal. Is Carson Beck going to go full metal jacket when when the junk hits the fan? And and, and here's the other deal. When is the junk going to hit the They got this schedule yep. where maybe maybe at Auburn, I just I'm not buying South Carolina. I'm sorry. I like Shane Beamer as much as anybody. Love him. Great guy. Personally, personally want to see him do well. But I don't have a lot of faith in Carolina this year. Maybe at Auburn, Carson gets tested, right? And so how much conviction does Kirby really have? Would Kirby make a change? Well, he has before. Ask JT Daniels about that. That guy 7-0 yep. and Owen was the highest-rated passer in school history. But when the receivers went down and they couldn't go three and four wide anymore, there was no need to have the gunslinger. It was time to go with the RPO quarterback. Mm-hmm. And, and Kirby's there to win, man. You said it earlier. You know, Georgia tried to replace that. They tried to get Caleb Williams after Stetson won that yep. first title. Yep. So Kirby, Kirby doesn't stop. Kirby keeps eating. And, you know, you're all everybody is one play away from being replaced at Georgia. I mean, that place, because that is what it takes to be number one. Yep. And Kirby has this entire offseason talked about fighting complacency after two natties in a row. How much do you give – like, how much – how much of that conversation do you sort of buy into? I mean, we, we talked about a team, I think it was last year, obviously, 15 different draft picks. They still reloaded and won a national championship. Right. Is this a team right. that can fight that complacency that Kirby's that, so worried a, about? That is such a great question, and that is, you know, and Georgia fans will say, well, he did it once, he can do it again. Well, it's not automatic. You know, every year it's its own challenge, and you know, it sounds so cliche, but it's true. You know, last year's team fought off the complacency, still had something to prove, right? There were enough guys that had a chip on the shoulder. Um, like you said, they replaced 15 guys, and in some ways, Kirby said that was a good thing mm-hmm. because you had all that newness and all those guys that hadn't really won it for themselves. So you still had that hunger. Well, now you got a little bit more carryover. Yep. And this goes against conventional wisdom because I'm one of these guys that I look at as, oh, well, this team's got more guys back than that team, so they should be better. Everybody's one year better. They're starters. We just assume they're going to be better. But from a human nature standpoint, there, there could be the danger for more complacency. And even more so, 
because you opened with UT Martin instead of a Clemson or an Oregon like you had the last two years. And then the SEC took that Oklahoma game away. Now you're playing Ball State in week two. So, you know, if, if you're a player, you know, it's, it's got to be hard to fight that, you know, all we got to do is, sh- you know, th- look, it's hard to fight reality. And the mm-hmm. reality of it is, is Georgia really doesn't need to play their best game to be UT Martin or Ball right. State or probably South Carolina or probably UAB. So the season, in my opinion, doesn't really start until at Auburn at the end of until the end of September. Mm-hmm. Talking with Mike Griffith uh, at Mike Griffith thirty two on X. Speaking of Auburn, it feels like again you say Georgia's season doesn't really start until they see Auburn at Auburn. Hugh Freeze, year one, Peyton Thorne starting quarterback. I, I'm curious. I think he'll rebuild this thing, and I think a lot of people are, are sort of in lockstep believing that. And we've seen him beat Nick Saban in the past. We've seen him be very, very uh, highly successful in the SEC, recruited a high level. Um, but year one's always a little different, uh, especially taking over a program that was just nasty under Brian Harson. I mean, they just sort of lost their juice the last two years. They didn't look the same. How do you how do you expect them to look this year, Auburn as a really whole? Really good. Okay. Re- really, really good. And you know, you say that, and I agree with you. And yet, they were beating Alabama, uh, an Alabama team that played for the national title. They were beating them ten to zero in the fourth quarter. And last year, they were beating LSU, the West champions, by a seventeen zero count halfway through the second quarter. Right. So I would tell you, I don't think Auburn's as far off as a lot of other people do. Okay. And 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 that's not based on the FPI. That's based on the Auburn culture, mm-hmm. and that is a really, really good football culture. That culture, um, and when I say that, it's kind of like what Memphis basketball was under Cal, right? right? I mean, there was just a culture around it. There was an understanding. When it was Memphis, it was showtime, right? Memphis basketball, and, and I, I don't know. I shouldn't, I shouldn't talk it down now. I guess I just – I remember back to number one versus number one and the pearl Calipari robbery. Oh, the Completely Memphis. understand. So you know what I'm saying about the culture, you know, right. and I think Memphis still says that. I still think Memphis and FedEx Forum. I still think, you know, like I like that's a place, and, and you know this, and, you know, when we become sports writers, we get real jaded. We get real <laughs> jaded. We say, you know what? Yeah. I would never sit in the stands. I would never pay FedEx Forum and Memphis basketball. Something I would pay for. I would mm-hmm. absolutely pay for it. It's, it's it's a show, and and Auburn football is something that they can be as bad as they as bad as they are. And they can still go on the field and play Alabama off their tails. So, and now you've got a coach um, who does have know-how, uh, who has gotten it done before, who does have a really good quarterback coming down from Michigan State. Obviously, they got some money they're spending on players, um, which you know they always have. We just couldn't say it. But you know, and 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 so a lot of other programs, by the way, I'm not mm-hmm. just picking on Auburn. Is it's people in Memphis and uh, Albert Means know. Uh, so I, I think Auburn's closer than people think. I think they're going to win seven or more games. Now across the state, you have Alabama. I, I didn't get to catch up with you uh, when you were at uh, SEC Media Days, but who, who do you have winning the West? By the way, I mean LSU, Alabama are the popular picks. Man. Alabama comes uh, in uh, in in the AP and the coach is higher than LSU though. So it's it's yeah. it, and I with the quarterback situation, it looks like it's going to be Jalen Milrow. But yeah. it's it's going to be a, a quarterback competition that extends into the season, and I, I would imagine Nick Saban similar to you mentioned Kirby Smart, you know, with with the leash and wanting to win. Nick Saban's very similar in that matter. Oh, for sure. And and honestly, Gabe, I don't even think it's about the offense. I think it's about the defense. Okay. I think if Kevin Steele can build the Alabama defense, you know, into some semblance of where Kirby Smart and Jeremy Pruitt had it, I think they can win the West. 
Um, but I think LSU can win the West if they can stay healthy, right? They've got mm-hmm. championship frontline guys, but can they stay healthy? And, and I'm going to say this. I think Texas A&M could win the West. Interesting. I, I think okay. they, they, they lost 31 guys. I think it was addition by subtraction. Big Bobby, I'm a big believer in Bobby Petrino. They also have Jim Chaney there. Uh, and I think Jimbo Fisher's a, a good coach who, you know, for whatever reason, things haven't worked out. But I, I don't discount A&M. So um, any one of those three programs, you know, right now, I guess, you know, I've, I've kind of gone back and forth in all honesty between LSU and Alabama. Mm-hmm. I guess I would probably pick Alabama right now at this right. moment. But right. that could change next week. I mean, well, let's let's see what happens between LSU and Florida State, right? Yes. And then let's see what happens between Alabama and Texas. Mm-hmm. That Nick Saban yeah. co-sign means a whole lot, though, ultimately. Because, I like, this roster is good. It's got four and five stars littered all over it. But that quarterback situation, you don't know what Kevin Steele's going to look like defensively. No, he's been good in the SEC. But it was sort of, after that first year at Auburn, it sort of seemingly – uh, trickled downhill from there, and then last year at Miami, I think 69th-ranked defense didn't look all that good. Tommy Reese, we're going to have to see what he looks like at OC. But I, I, I'm curious, your 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 real thoughts on A&M. You, you like Bobby Petrino, yes, but do you think there's going to be some sort of uh, back and forth with that relationship? I know Connor Weigman was named the, the starter yesterday, but between Jimbo Fisher and Bobby Petrino, Jimbo has not been committal about who's going to call the plays does that concern you in any way, shape, or form going into the season? Is is that the big no. question? No. I mean, if, if Bobby Petrino were 10 years younger or something. But listen, Bobby Petrino knows what he's there for. Right. It's like he said at the press conference. It, it, it's not about how they get along. It's about him pleasing his boss. Yep. And when you're the coordinator, that that's how it is. You, you know who the boss is. It's like, hey, listen, uh, you know, last year Todd Muckin was the same way. Todd Muckin said, you know, I hear all this stuff about how we're family and stuff. Well, Guess what? If if we lose, they're going to fire me. So let's stop. You know, let's stop pretending. There ain't no family. You win games, you stay. You lose, you get fired. You know, Petrino's got a chance now to work with some talent in the SEC. He's got a big stage to prove himself again. Um, he'll work with Jimbo. Him, these guys are both accomplished. You know what? We're, listen, people. Don't, me, me and you. You know, we've talked a few times. We've got a, you know good friendship. We're sitting here doing radio together. Hey, ain't nobody trying to prove anything. This is your show. Right. I'm your guest. I'm going to answer your question. I'm not going to go, no, right. Gabe, that's not the question that I want to answer. Yeah, I hear you. Up. You know what I'm saying? I, I get it. You're the man. I'm the guest. I want to work with you. Let's have a good product. Same thing for the trans. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. I work with Jimbo Fisher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, but Jimbo, I, I think... The only thing I'd say back to that is I think Jimbo over the years has shown that he is very headstrong in, in how he thinks and what he believes he can accomplish. So I, I just wonder. I, I, like the, the main thought is this is either going to be a great relationship or it's going to blow up yep. directly in their face. Yep. I think that's true of any relationship, though. I, yep. I think it's true in any – you know, just like when I covered Tennessee in 99, for example. Like the, I covered the 98 team. Man, they were great. Undefeated. You know, Al Wilson, oh, what a badass. Peerless mm-hmm. Price, uh, man, those 98 balls. And they had so many guys coming back. Oh, so many guys. And, and Florida was losing like 8 of 11 starters on defense. And it, it was going to be 10. You know what? They lost one game. They lost three. 
Mm-hmm. Everything went off the rails. You know, when you're winning, it, when you're winning, everything's cool. Everybody's bought in. Everybody puts team first. You start losing, and now it ain't so easy to sign off on that. You start thinking, well, now, wait a minute, coach. If I was out there, I could have made a difference. Or wait a minute, coach. You told me to do it that way, and I did it that way, and we lost. So, to me, it is fragile. I think, I think, I think all these SEC teams are fragile. I mean, look at the way Ole Miss fell apart at yep. the end of last year. I mean, you know, one minute they're top ten, the next they're losing, what, four or five games in a row? Mm-hmm. You know, look at the way Florida. I mean, they beat Utah to start the season. Uh, they end up, you know, finishing the year losing thirty to three to Oregon State. That ain't the same team. Mm-hmm. So it's all fragile. I think you're right. I think if if A and M loses one or two, then yeah, everything, you know, all bets are off. But as long as they keep winning, you know, they got a shot at it. Now, last couple of things, couple storylines from Week One: FSU, LSU. You already mentioned it earlier in this conversation, but who who, who do you have in this game? I, yeah. I think in a lot of ways, it's a toss up. It's really hard to predict. Um, yeah. But FSU won this game last year, early in the season. But this is a experienced LSU team. They peaked at the right. end of last year. Uh, Brian Kelly, to me, is just Mr. Consistency. We did have questions about how he was going to adjust to the SEC, but he adjusted just fine. Uh, who, who, do you, who do you think comes out alive in this one? Because whoever loses, this puts a massive damper on college football playoff aspirations. Yeah, for sure. But it doesn't make it impossible, right? Of course not. You know, you went out in 14. Uh, this is another one of those coin toss games. You know, this is one, you know, how does it play out? Who gets the first bounce? What kind of officials do you have? How tight are they calling the holds? You know, who, who wins the replay? I mean, this is one of those games to me that just comes right down, you know, to the very, very end. And we, we really don't know what we don't know. It's, it's that yeah. close of a game. I think these are two really well-coached teams. I think I would give a slight advantage to LSU and the coaching department. Oop. Looks like we lost. There we go. We got him. Oh, there we go. Sorry about that. All good. I, I said I would give the I would give the uh, I would give the coaching matchup advantage to LSU, but I think Florida State brings back a little bit more experience and has a little bit more depth, and they're playing in Orlando, which I kind of yeah. like. Um, so I, I got it as a toss up. I've kind of I've kind of gone with Florida State in the off season, but this is one of those games where nothing surprises me. I, I really don't have a full, I don't have a strong feeling about this because I'm with you. I think Brian Kelly's a great coach, but I've, I also think Florida State's very real, and I've got them picked to go to the playoff, whether they yep. win or lose this game. Yeah, I, I see. That's that's the one thing I've had trouble with. I just have to see Clemson get knocked off of the top of the perch in the ACC before I fully believe it. But Florida State, this is an unbelievably talented team. And my former coach, Mike Norvell, I mean, when I talk about an offensive bag and an offensive wizard, a guru, he is the best offensive coach I ever had in my entire playing days. And I I, I certainly believe in what they're going to put out there. Now, last thing for my guest, Mike Griffith, uh, Atlanta Journal-Constitution covering the SEC in Georgia and SEC Network contributor on X at Mike Griffith 32 what do you think, because I haven't got to catch up with you about this, what do you think about Prime, what has happened at Colorado? I think 86 new players, 46 new uh, scholarship players. Uh, obviously, the, the, the games will get played and we'll understand how it all works for them, but what have you made of this offseason for Coach Prime? Well, I mean, it's a spectacle. You know, and the fact that we're talking about Colorado's a win for Colorado, right? I mean, you know, there was a time, and a lot of people you know, listening probably don't really know this because they're younger, but there was a time Colorado football was among the elite. You know, they wanted to share the national title in, what, 90-91, split it with Georgia Tech. I mean, when you saw Colorado play, I mean, that, that was a that was a big-time program. I mean, they had some front-line players. I mean, they were, yep. you know, they were big-time. I mean, Colorado was good, man. I mean, they were they were a top-ten team. They were a championship contender. It's, the potential is there. 
can Dion do it this quickly? I mean, yes and no. I mean, you know, on hand, you know, the fact that rosters can turn over this quick, that's, that's an advantage. Does Colorado have the resources, though? I mean, do they have the resources to buy players? I mean, look at all the resources Nebraska has, yep. and they can't find their way back on top, right? So uh, it's interesting. It's a spectacle. I think it's um, I think it's good for college football just because, you know, it kind of widens our brain a little bit. I'm not saying that I like everything Dion's done. I, I don't. I right. don't. But, it, you know, it's, it's kind of like politics, right? I mean, you got, you know, far left and far right, and, you know, some, you know, hopefully, you know, you always try to end up somewhere in between and there's some merit to be said for, you know, both parties, as I would say, there's some merit to be said for how Dion's going about things and things to be learned. And uh, as college football continues to evolve, he's, he's his own pioneer. And, you know, we're going to learn some things from the Dion Sanders experience, you know, good, better, and different. Um, he's doing it a different way and uh, we'll see how it works. I, I'll say this, I'll, I'm going to pay attention. Absolutely. I want to see the Colorado TCU game. I'm going to, if I can, if I can catch part of that game, I'll watch part of that game. Yeah, I'm so glad you bring up the fall of Colorado football. Though I was, I was talking to a couple of buddies last night, even about this. The old Big Twelve was so fun in in its time, and I remember there was a day when Colorado and Nebraska was almost appointment TV. We uh, we have come a long way. We have come a long, long way from Colorado and Nebraska being a. Uh, uh, being appointment television. Colorado has been so bad for so long, and I really grew up a Colorado fan because my dad was. Uh, my dad ended up going there. He was, you know, that that's what I grew up watching. But the old Big Twelve was great. We, college football, the amount of turnover and, and transition we've had in just a few years, isn't it unbelievable? Sort of looking at the direction we've gone. Yeah, I think that's part of why we like it. You know, I think that's part of the attraction to it. You know, it's um, you know, it's not the NFL. I know a lot of people want it to be the NFL. They want more playoffs. They want more teams in the postseason. They want alcohol. And I, I get it. I understand right. that. They want big markets for con- super conferences and all this. But you know, that's that's kind of part of the novelty of college football mm-hmm. is that it is a regional. I remember talking to Roy Kramer about it. You know, this is a very regional. It's a very regional game, very regional uh, sport. And what I mean by that is, you know, the guy in, you know, uh, you know, Colorado doesn't think the same about college football as the guy in, you know, Florida or the guy in the Northeast. And um, it's kind of fun that there's all these programs and all these flavors and um, ways to do it. You see all the different offenses, Gabe, not everybody. Yep. It's not as homogenized as, as maybe we see the NFL where everybody seems to kind of run the same version of the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. So um, it's intriguing. So, yes, it is fascinating that it's like this, but it's always been like this. And yeah. and I think that's part of the magic of it, right? Like It's like NASCAR. You know, NASCAR has 43 cars in every race, and theoretically all of them, you know, could win. And, you know, we, we kind of liked it the way it was. And then they started doing this super team thing and team racing. And, you know, now all of a sudden guys blocking for other – and they kind of lost the part – of who and what they were. And my fear is, you know, could that happen to college football if they get too far away from what's made it special? Yeah, and I feel like we're headed that direction. But we'll see. We'll see 10, 20 years from now what it looks like. But uh, it'll be fun to watch, fun to follow regardless. But, Mike, appreciate the heck out of it, man. We'll do it again soon. All right, Gabe. Sounds good, man. Enjoyed it. Yes, sir. It's Mike Griffith. SEC Network contributor, also Atlanta Journal-Constitution, Dog Nation, SEC, and Georgia is who he covers. He's on X at Mike Griffith 32 Now we need to transition into the Blitz. And Joe Tipton, on three recruiting analyst for college basketball, uh, he has put out a tweet 
that has gotten some of the Memphis fan base up in arms. It's about age on uh, on the team going into next year. I'm going to tell you why offense needs to stop being taken to talking about this uh, Memphis basketball team being old. That's next, 92.9 FM ESPN. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.